strange We never changed We've been through it all Yet we're still the same And I know It's a miracle we still go For all we know We might still have a way to go Hello me Hello you You say you're one out Wanna start anew Throw in your hand Break up the band Start a new life Be a new man But for all we know We might still have a way to go Before you go There's something you ought to know There's a guy in my block He lives for rock He plays records
1978 is a hell of a year. I was 11 years old. And you were five? 1978? Yeah. Yeah. Susie was five. I was five years old. Just a baby. Baby. She's still just a baby. Even though her birthday's tomorrow. Tomorrow? Would you be six tomorrow or would you be five tomorrow? Oh, uh, I would. If it was 78, I'd be five. You'd be five. So you're four now. Yeah. If we go back to 1978, you're four years yes, old. I'm four years old. I'm four years old. <laughs> and I am 11. Wow. I didn't. I don't. I don't oh, seven. You're, you're dating a, a baby. A baby. I'm dating a baby. Hi, my name is Woody Harris. <laughs> I'm Susie dating Harris. a baby. Not the mom. And she is Susie. And uh, this is Soundscape. And. We're going to be taking our our TARDIS thing back to 1978 for a tour of 1978's music, which doesn't guarantee that you'll hear lots of rock and roll friendly music like we just played, but uh, I'm going to have to get my AOR in. <laughs> I'm, I'm a child of the 70s and 80s, and, and I, I love my AOR, but I promise you there will be a lot of great prog coming up in the next few sets. And uh, we're going to just spend our whole time looking at 1978. This is part of our series of ongoing uh, shows leading up to our 2018 tour show. We'll call it a tour show. uh, In which we go decade by decade to see how Prague and our love of music has grown over the decades of of the music that's available. So, exciting. (laughs) (laughs) lots of good stuff to play for you we opened with the kinks a rock and roll fantasy from their album misfits i don't really know a lot about the kinks and i I felt like that was a nice opening and then of course boston's second album don't look back came out in 1978 not quite the groundbreaking machine that the boston album was but still don't look back and a few other songs on that album just fantastic ride Gotta love you some Boston. But let's get into the Prague. Prague. As we open the gate to the Prague sphere. Yeah, this is all dramatic, right? <laughs> we find ourselves in the territory of the one and only Alan Parsons. He's built a pyramid and he's telling us we can't take it with us. Isn't he? Isn't he? It was all so perfect. I was just going to go right into it. It was a perfect lead in everything. Here we go. Alan Parsons.
So it's 1978, and you might be ha- wondering what happened to the band Genesis. <laughs> uh, that set included a lot of Genesis people that weren't in Genesis anymore. We started uh, we started the set there with Alan Parsons' project, so that's no relation to Genesis, really. I mean, there may be some degree of separation somewhere there, but I, I can't really identify it right now. But that was Can't Take It With You from the Pyramid album, which was a album themed on pyramids. Pretty cool idea. And Very. a great Alan Parsons album. That's the one that has the song about uh, wearing your pyramid pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> So I think 78 was probably the time that that whole thing was happening where people were buying pyramids because it was supposed to, I don't know, triangulate the energy or something. Or yeah, something, something like that. That. Um, I'm sorry to say that even my mom and dad got caught by the fad because my dad was talking about getting a pyramid for their for their room. Um, okay. It didn't last very long, but it was an interesting time. There were all kinds of interesting, weird devices that were coming out at the time. I also remember, and I'm not sure if this is from 1978, but I remember there was this box that my dad got, and it was a high-pitched frequency box, and it was supposed to cause roaches to go running out of the house because we had we had issues growing up. Um, it did not work. <laughs> anyway, moving on through that set. Uh, Anthony Phillips, wise after the event, of course. Anthony had been out of Genesis for a bit there, uh, but the album was called Wise After the Event, and that was the title track. Peter Gabriel did his second album, which is sometimes just called Scratch because it's the picture of Peter Gabriel with his fingernails going down, I guess, kind of a window, and you can see the scratch marks. Uh, But we heard White Shadow from that album. And then Steve Hackett, also off doing his own thing, um, had been for a while, and he did an album called Please Don't Touch. And we heard Please Don't Touch, the voice of Anycam in Icarus Ascending. Which, by the way, the vocalist for Icarus Ascending was Richie Havens. Oh, nice. Yeah. Probably, someone made the point that he was probably one of the few uh, from the Woodstock stage that went on to be any part of our progressive rock uh, affiliation, whatever you want to call it, our, our, our hobby. Our fandom. Our musical fandom. (laughs) Okay. You know, um, there was a few interesting things that were introduced in 1978. Hungry Hungry Hippos came out in 1978. Oh, wow. You guys remember this? This is a game where the marbles are all in the middle and you have a hippo and you just hit the hippo a number of times and the hippo jumps out and grabs a marble, jumps out and grabs a marble. That was 1978. <laughs> um, let's see. Also, just some some board games that uh, I I don't even know these board games anymore. There was a black hole board game based on the movie. Uh, there was Tutti Fruity Chess. I I can't tell you whether it's based on the serial or not. Tutti Fruity Chess. I know, right? All right. I've never heard of that before. Uh. There was, it's interesting, the, the games, I don't, you know, I'm a game fan. I don't know many of these games. Um, Bonkers came out in 1978. Anybody remember Bonkers? I don't remember Bonkers, but no. I remember the name somehow. Um, Magical Realm, which might very well be one of those Avalon Hill games that you can't find anymore, but is a fantastic, they call them bookshelf games, because you they came like, you could buy them at like Barnes & Noble or 
there wasn't a Barnes and Noble in 1978. You could buy them at, at Walden Books, and uh, it just like a set of games that were all in bookshelf style sized boxes on the shelves. It was kind of a rolling play, role playing game, but not quite. Uh, anyway, lots of interesting stuff came out in 1978, as well as this next set of music. Like that transition there. That was uh, great. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Uh, no Pink Floyd came out in No Pink Floyd album came out in 1978, but the guys from Pink Floyd did do some things, and uh, David Gilmour put out his first solo album. Woo! Along with some other neat things to happen. So uh, this set is uh, gonna start at least with uh, things that should have been Floyd. Sure, we'll call it that. Things that should have been Floyd. What about Andy? Never mind. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> things that should have been Floyd. Here's Dave Gilmore with Cry from the Street. <laughs>
versäumen, sie darauf hinzuweisen, dass der künstliche Nebel, den sie bereits seit zehn Minuten einatmen, eine äußerst giftige Substanz darstellt, die bereits nach wenigen Augenblicken zur Bewusstlosigkeit und zum Tode führen kann. Wir danken Ihnen für das Vertrauen, das Sie uns entgegengebracht haben.
surface of the sun.
All right. <laughs> All right. That's uh, that's a set of uh, Floydy-esque music, maybe? Started the set there with David Gilmore, Cry from the Street. That's from the David Gilmore album that came out in 1978. Uh, some of the stuff on that album might have been like stuff that was going to play into being the wall eventually. Um, but, you know, you, you kind of... You don't hear it from Cry from the Street, but there's a couple of songs there. There's one song there that's kind of the precursor to Comfortably Numb. Let me see if I can find that for you. I just had it in front of me. Uh, a precursor to Comfortably Numb was, uh, let's see, So Far Away. And uh, the precursor to uh, Run Like Hell was Short and Sweet. There you go. Um, also from 1978, Richard Wright was doing his own thing at the time. He made an album called Wet Dream, and he says, Doing this album has helped me get back my creative energies for the next Floyd thing, which at the time would have been The Wall. The Wall uh, came out in 1979, I believe. Um, but Wet Dream was uh, kind of a mix of really great musicians. You had Richard Wright on there, uh, Rick Wright. You had Mel Collins on saxophones. The guitarist you heard there on that song on um, Drop In From The Top, which is the song we heard, was indeed Snowy White doing his best impression of David Gilmore. <laughs> um, and uh, Larry Still on bass guitar. Reg Isidore, who I don't actually know, on drums and percussion. But a uh, really nice, uh, almost overlooked album from Richard Wright there in 1978. We move from there into live music from Grobschnitt. <laughs> I'm still laughing at that name. So Would what you does like it mean? to sit on your bum on the surface of the sun? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the best unexpected line in a song so far. Yes. Um, that, uh, that album was uh, Solar Music, and it came out in 1978. A lot of the songs that came out on the Solar Music Live album were um, completely new to the Grobschnitt audience. You know, for those people who are paying attention to Grobschnitt. Uh, Grobschnitt actually, uh, they were a psychedelic rock band for a while called The Crew. And from the ashes of The Crew came this Grobschnitt, which means roughly rough cut, which was reference to, I guess, the style of tobacco they were smoking. Sure. It's as good as anything else for a band name. All right. So 1978, that's where we're at right now. We're just uh, going through some of the music of 1978 so that we can kind of see what 1978 was all about. By the way, you looked up uh, some things. I, I did some, you know, I'm a board gamer. For those who don't listen awesome, I'm a board gamer. And uh, I looked up several games uh, from 1978. And the one that was highest rated, <clears throat> according to Board Game Geek, was Magic Realm, which I just talked to you about a little bit. But I remember buying it at uh, Walden Books. Um, and it was full of little cardboard chits, um, which uh, just got all over the place, got lost very easily, and the rule book was very convoluted. But for those who are interested, it's a 7.9 on Board Game Geek. <laughs> it's pretty high for a game from 1978. Anyway. <laughs> How you joined... 1978 there, four-year-old. I'm, uh, I'm like, I'm liking it, I'm liking it. <laughs> um, I, 
<laughs> I have to say that I, I enjoy how, I, I don't know, some of that music is just full-on wackadoo and, and interesting, <laughs> but it's cool because it's it was the time when people were really experimenting and so felt free to, to do whatever they felt like doing, and it, they're, you know... They didn't follow any of the rules of traditional music and all that, which is nice to hear. I don't know if Prague ever really did, but um, certainly 78. I mean, at 78, think about it. The punk rock movement has started. This this genre of music is starting to fade from the sight of the public because we've decided that this pretentious music is no longer our style. And yet there's still these amazing bands out there creating amazing music and creating a future for themselves because the stuff we're hearing now... Of course, we hear much later on down the road um, in various bands, whether it comes from a neo-prog band or one of the 70s bands who wakes up and says, I'm going to make a new album today. So, uh, punk did not kill prog. No. In fact, I should do a show in the near future about the punk edge of prog because there is, believe it or not, there is a sub There's a a linking ring between prog and punk. We should do that sometime. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. I'd be all for it. I'm all for it, too. We'll, we'll try it in the near future. In the meantime, let's get back to 1978 music. Uh, if I'm, you, you did your four-year-old self. I mean, yep. do my 11-year-old self. Here's something that's really cool. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I talked that way I when I was say, 11 years old doubt. or not. I rather doubt you talked that way. <laughs> you never know. I, I, I could have. <laughs> okay. I mean, I might not have been as assertive about it. Here's something that's really cool. Um, <laughs> true story, though. I was podcasting before podcasting was a podcast thing. True story. True story. I had a, a tape recorder. And, of course, I, I did weird things like I recorded Love Boat and then I would put it in my tape recorder and I'd sleep with my pillow on top of the tape recorder and I'd play the Love Boat episode or I'd play the Star Trek episode. But I was also interviewing people that didn't exist on my tape recorder. I was podcasting. <laughs> podcasting before podcasting was cool. Anyway, here's Steve Hillage from the Green Album. This is Sea Nature.
I'm
Think of how nice his one arm, one face He'll promise no bite, won't finish a fight Place coin in slot provided
Jerry Rafferty from City to City with Baker Street. That saxophone solo basically did something. They they called it the the saxophone. Uh, what was it called? Whatever it was, it was like a, a moment in music where people said, "Oh!" And, and saxophone sales went up, and more saxophones started showing up in uh, regular pop music after this song came out. After Jeffrey, Jerry Rafferty's Baker Street. Anyway, we're perusing. The year 1978 through the soundscape lens. We started that set with Steve Hillage and C Nature. Is that where we started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Steve Hillage, of course, from Gong, doing his own solo thing. Actually, it's one of my favorite solo albums of his. It's called Green. My original... Oh, the, the first time I encountered the, the Green album, it was um, a green vinyl disc. That was that was awesome. That was just fantastic. That that hooked me. I I hadn't even heard the songs yet, and I was like, "Oh, I've got to hear this." And it turned out to be fantastic. Uh, Jean Michel Jure after that with Equinox Part Four. Of course, Equinox is one of those albums with Equinox Parts One, Two, Three, Four, Five, Six, something. Um, but uh, that track stood out to me as a good one to sort of identify who Jean Michel Jure was at the time. Saga after that with Ice Nice from the Saga album. Very nice. Uh, Aldemiola after that was Senior Mouse. Gotik did La Revolucio. And as I said, finally, Jerry Rafferty with Baker Street. So we're checking out 1978. Um, just kind of building up across the years. Eventually we'll come to 1988, but not today. Today it's just all 78 all the time. <laughs> so... Um, this next set's going to start with one of my favorite rock operas of all time. Uh, you know, of course, Orson Welles and H.G. Wells <laughs> made uh, kind of a splash with uh, uh, War of the Worlds back in 19... blah, blah, blah. I can't remember the time, but at the time it was like presented as this is something that... Um, it was presented as real, right? So it it sent a scare through people who didn't really realize it wasn't real. But when it came to Jeff Wayne doing The War of the Worlds, Jeff Wayne, I guess, was a Broadway musician or a Broadway musical writer, however it fits together. But he came together with a bunch of great musicians and created something that was like a cross-hybrid between prog and disco that just floored me from the moment I heard it. Um, it features people like, of course, it has Justin Hayward on it. Uh, but it's just a fantastic piece of music. It's it's narrated by Richard Burton, Richard Burton of all things, and I couldn't possibly pay the play the whole thing for you. And I feel like if you've never heard it, you should kind of turn your ears away for twelve minutes because you want to hear it in sequence. But those who have heard it will know that there's a lot of great music on this, and so I'm just gonna play Horsell Common and the Heat Ray for you as we get into this set. And uh, you can tell me what you think. If you've never heard it and you don't want to go back and listen to the whole thing, well, this is a great sort of example of what can be done with a Broadway musical next to prog rock musicians. That said, here is Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. Thank you. 
gathered on the common, hypnotized by the unscrewing of the cylinder. Two feet of shining screw projected when, suddenly, the lid fell off. Two luminous, disc-like eyes appeared above the rim. A huge, rounded bulk, larger than a bear, rose up slowly, glistening like wet leather. Its lipless mouth quivered and slapped, and snake-like tentacles writhed as the clumsy body heaved and pulsated. Clear, as each was instantly turned to fire. Every tree and bush became a mass of flames at the touch of this savage, unearthly heat ray.
their way off the common, and I ran too. I felt I was being toyed with, that when I was on the very verge of safety, this mysterious death would leap after me and strike me down. At last I reached Maybury Hill, and in the dim coolness of my home, I wrote an account for my newspaper before I sank into a restless, haunted sleep. sounds of hammering from the pit and hurried to the railway station to buy the paper. Around me, the daily routine of life, working, eating, sleeping, was continuing serenely as it had for countless years. Common, the Martians continued hammering and stirring, sleepless, indefatigable, at work upon the machines they were making. Now and again a light, like the beam of a warship's searchlight, swept the common, and the heat ray was ready to follow.
of soldiers came through and deployed along the edge of the common to form a cordon. That evening, there was a violent crash, and I realized with horror that my home was now within range of the Martians' heat ray. falling star with a trail of green mist landed with a flash like summer lightning. This was the second cylinder.
black clouds moving gray sky to thunder Kinetic sunrise fever and flood Fire and water element anger
o'clock But morning sounds are everywhere The warmth of spring A gentle breeze blows through my hair I hurry through my life Never stopping to see How beautiful it was meant to be I'm just a prisoner in a king's disguise Broken dreams as we shuffle by At six o'clock it's quitting time I'm done for the day Out on the streets I overheard a lady say We now have everything Or so people say But now this
1978. 1978 was, man, just a fantastic year for music. Indeed. That so, was awesome. Yeah. Um, so that set started with Jeff Wayne's Horse Hell Common and the Heat Ray. Um, Jeff Wayne has been touring this thing lately. Um, I think there's actually even a recording of uh, maybe a most recent live performance of uh, of War of the Worlds, complete with symphony. Check that out. Um, after that was UK. This is a super group that popped out in 1978 with uh, Eddie Jobson on keyboards, Alan Holdsworth on guitar, John Wetton on the vocals, and I guess probably bass, and also Bill Bruford on drums. Takes the best of some of the greatest bands and puts them all in one room together, and we get the UK album, which we heard In the Dead of Night, By the Light of Day, and Presto Vivace, and Reprise. Reprise? Reprise. Either way. You can pronounce it either way. I didn't know that. I was kind of making fun when I said Reprise. Oh, people um, say it. Huh? People say it that way, and it's cool. yeah, okay. it's acceptable. Right. We followed that with Genesis, Say It's All Right, Joe. It was hard to pick something from And Then They Were Free, which is a really great Genesis album. But I thought that fit, fitting there perfectly in this kind of space was this kind of ballad moment. So Say It's All Right, Joe from And Then There Were Three, which is just Phil Collins and Mike Rutherford and Tony Banks. There were only three. <laughs> um... And then we follow that up with La Via Strangiato from Rush, from Hemispheres. Um, this is, uh, so La Via Strangiato means strange city. And this is Alex Lifeson would go to Getty and Neil and say, I have all these great dreams. And he'd talk about all these amazing dreams. And they, they took it and turned it into a song, uh, a nice long nine minute epic song. Indeed. Which is just fantastic. Um, Getty Lee said of the piece, that was a song where I would, have ha- I would have to say our ideas exceeded our ability to play them. We thought, we're going to write this song pe- long piece, and then we'll just record it live off the floor, and boom. But it was really difficult. It was beyond us. I included it here because it surprised me how popular the song was among our fans. They just love it when we go into that crazy mode. Yes, it's an indulgence, but it seemed to be a pivotal moment for us in creating a fan base that wanted us to be that way. And then Neil says, This is Alex's brain, and every section of that song is different dreams that Alex would tell us about, and we'd be, Stop, stop. It was these bizarre dreams that he would insist on telling you every detail about. So it became a joke between Getty and me. La Via Strangiato means strange city, and there was so much going on in that there's also a big band section in there, which was absolutely for me because I always wanted to play that approach. And cartoon music. We got in trouble later because we used some carto- cartoon music from the 1930s. He says cartoon music, but I swear, it, I think it came from the jazz piece Powerhouse. I could be wrong. I, sa- I definitely remember that. That's, that's like a machine in a Warner Brothers cartoon. Like maybe one of those uh, Macintosh videos where they're going through the the big machine where the, they're canning up their fruits and dun 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 dun. You guys know all about this, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's Rush and Hemispheres. There were so many great songs to play off that one, and I chose La Via Strangiato because it's fantastic. 
Nothing not to love. Followed it up with from Pieces of Eight, the title track to Pieces of Eight from Six. Um, seemed like a good ending, and uh, you know I've got to show my AR root AOR root somewhere in here. And uh, now's as good a time as any. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But but so more more data from 1978 because I part of the fun of doing this. <laughs> is the nostalgia that comes with doing this. So real quickly, um, 1978 was when Space Invaders was released in Japan and then later released uh, in America in uh, October by Midway. That game stole a lot of quarters. (laughs) Uh, Super Breakout also came out and Atari released... Uh, football with a trackball controller, which was the first time we'd seen a trackball controller. So that's pretty awesome. Trackball controllers were my life for a while. Yeah, because you were a, a, a centipede, centipede fan. Man. And that, if you tried playing it without the, the trackball, it was it's very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, there was a lot of games like that where it's like I, I really needed a trackball to make it work. Yep. Just real quick, going into... Cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons of 1978. And there's so many that were out there. There was, uh, um, let's see, the big ones for me, Yogi's Space Race. This one, unfortunately, only lasted um, for a very short time. But Yogi's Space Race, um, there was, uh, let's see, I'm just picking the best ones here. There, the Tarzan and the Super Seven, which was this super collection of ninety minutes worth of of shows together, um, including Tarzan, Batman and Robin, that was voiced by Adam West and Burt Ward. Right, I didn't know that existed actually. Um, the Freedom Force, which brought ISIS together with Super Samurai, Sinbad, Merlin, and Hercules. Oh, I remember that to fight crime. Yeah, yeah. Micro Woman and Super Stretch. <gasps> yes. <laughs> um, and then there was Jason and the Star Command, which starred James Doohan. Oh. Scotty from Star Trek. Really? Yep. <laughs> and then if that's not crazy enough, go deeper on, and then there was Space Academy, which starred Jonathan Harris, who was Dr. Smith from Lost in Space. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then also of interest to music fans, we had had the, the Croft Superstar Hour for a while. They brought on the Bay City Rollers to be like a regular part of that. And unfortunately, it didn't last very, very long. But, um, uh, you know, it was still that whole combination of Weenie the Genie and Lidsville and uh, um, HR Puff and stuff and all these other great Sid and Marty Croft productions all put together around. The Bay City Rollers. <laughs> it was a little insane. I remember that. Too. 78 was insane. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back to the music. Let's get back to our AOR roots here. Um, I'm, I'm sad to say that I've only just discovered this band. And, and so you, you, can, you can mock me if you like. But I really didn't know who they were. Um, I think I might have listened to them before, but I really didn't catch that they were the band that you're about to hear. But uh, we're going to hear Kingdom of Madness now from Magnum. Magnum. Liquid hot Magnum. (laughs) 
when the night is on the run And your sister almost gone She's a fire snatcher So be somebody that I know In a world full sadness creeps
Man. 
I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> uh, lots of nice AOR in the 78 period. Um, that set began with Magnum and Kingdom of Madness. As I said, I hadn't really paid attention to them before, but now I'm, they're on my radar now. <laughs> Rainbow after that with Kill the King. This was the Dio Rainbow. Uh, and this comes from Long Live Rock and Roll. After that, Van Halen, the very first Van Halen album came out in 1978, and that was Eruption, with Eddie doing his amazing finger gymnastics that he does. And then, Journey. From Infinity, Winds of March. There were so many good tracks to play from Infinity, but Winds of March seemed to fit perfectly there. And I'm kind of ready for the Winds of March, people. I'm over this cold crap. No, February is awesome. February is awesome for one reason and one reason only. <laughs> and that's you. Oh. But the rest of it is all hogwash. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> hey, let's uh, just do a little bit more nostalgia stuff here. Um, by talking about American television. Things that debuted in 1978 that are going to be meaningful to anybody who was here in 1978. Fantasy Island. Oh, my gosh. Project UFO. Anybody remember that? I don't remember that. It was meant to be a fictional representation of the nonfiction world of hunting for UFOs. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Here's another great one. Still great. Even, even this far in the future, still great. The Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that music, the theme music. The Ted Knight Show. <laughs> I remember that. Card Sharks. That was a show. That was a great card game show. That was a lot of fun. Um, the Paper Chase. You might remember that. Yeah, yes. I didn't watch very much of it. It was a school thing. I don't remember. Um, the university. The college yeah, thing. university. But here's the big one for me. Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. Came out in 78. Yeah. Um, WKRP in Cincinnati came out in 1978. Was it really? Yes. My God, I love that show. David Cassidy, Man Undercover. Mm. <laughs> Different Strokes also came out in 78. And finally, I mean, there's a lot. Well, I don't know I'm going to say finally because I'm going to have to say two things. Taxi... And Mork and Mindy. <gasps> my favorite. <laughs> I knew oh it my would be. <laughs> God. Mork and Mindy. I had the lunchbox and the nightgown and the doll. I had, I, I, was, I was obsessed with Mork and Mindy. Yeah. And here's the strangest thing about Mork and Mindy Mork is a spinoff from Happy Days. Yes, it is. <laughs> I remember the episode where, I remember the episode where he was introduced. Yeah. I, I, well, I think actually. It may be that he was first introduced on Laverne and Shirley. That's possible. And then went to Happy Days, but Laverne and Shirley is a spinoff from of Happy, Happy Days. Happy Days. So, so yeah. the the most uh, silly, spacey comedy came from Happy Days. That's, I guess, that makes sense, right? <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, it's time to get into some live music from 1978. A nice big set of really awesome live music from 1978. 
We're going to start with one and only Ian Anderson. The album was bursting out, and this is Thick as a Brick. Really don't mind if you sit this one out My words better whisper your deafness ain't shout I may make you feel but it can't make you think Your sperm's in the gutter, your love's in the singing So you write your sounds over the fields And you make all your animal deals And your wise men don't know how it feels Yes, to be thick as a brick Sandcastle virtues are all swept away In the tidal destruction, the moral mother gave The elastic retreats, rings are closer As the last wave uncovers the new fangled way But you can choose the wall that heals And your suntan is readily healed And your wise men don't know how it feels Yes, to be thick as a brick
water Casting shadows on the water As the sun lays on the infantry Returning from the sea The doer and the thinker No allowance for the other As the paling light illuminates The mercenary's dream The bonfire burning The kettle almost boiling But the master of the house Is far away When the horse fears camping Their warm red clouding In the sharp and frosty morning Of the day And the poet lifts his pen While the soul is heats his soul 
fields And you may call your animal fields And your wise men don't know how it feels Yes Oh, to be thick as a Now to finally lay to rest any ugly rumours that John Glasscock is a kinky bum and likes being thrashed severely across the bum, we'll do it only very slightly in the next song. It was dedicated to a young lady very much into the equestrian pursuits. It's all about a hunting girl, a hunting girl.
Love comes to you and you follow Lose one on to the heart of the sunrise Short distance How can the wind with its arms all around me You lost on a wave that you're Dream on, on to the heart of the sunrise Sharp distance How can the wind with so many around me Feel lost in the city
This world of love 
How do you do it? How do you say goodbye to 1978? When there's so much more music to listen there to. There really is. And there, there's just a lot of great music in 1978. And I, I, we've only got to it barely. Um, just real quick, that set was kind of like a classic prog set. You're, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, that, that those are totally prog songs. Uh, we heard Jethro Tull, Thick as a Brick. We heard Yes, Heart of the Sunrise. We heard... Um, Genesis, In the Cage, The Colony of Slippermen, and Afterglow. But there are so many, so many great live pieces of music from 1978. Things that we missed that I really wanted to be in the set, but, you know, I, trying to look at the time and determine what's four hours worth of music is not so easy. But uh, I suggest that you all go and listen to Two for the Show by Kansas. It is a fantastic album. Uh, the live album by Camel. That's another one you ought to check out. David Bowie did Stage that year. That's certainly worth checking out. And Some Enchanted Evening by Blue Oyster Cult. Come on now. That should have been in this list. Um, lots of other great stuff that you can check out from 1978. We have taken a tour of it without actually dipping into everything that existed. And there would be no reason to do that anyway because the purpose is to wet your whistle and get you to take a trip back on your own. So just real quick, films of 1978. What do you think was the highest grossing film of 1978, Susie? Did Star Wars come out in 77 or 78? 77. Oh, 77. Okay. Uh, E.T.? No, that's 80s. That's 80s. I don't know. What is it? Well, you're going to love this. It's Grease. Grease. Grease is the word. But second to that was one of my favorite movies of all time, especially 1978. Superman yeah, with Christopher Reeve. The Christopher Reeve's one. Absolutely. That first one was a good one. I like that. That first one was excellent. Um, although, come on now. Turning the world backwards to change time. Come on. <laughs> that was silly. That was silly. But I thought everything that was done in that movie was, was well done except for that moment. That moment really got stupid. Um, but I guess it's no different than, you know, View to a Kill where Christopher Walken wants to blow up, uh, the valley to cause him to be the only, yeah, he wants to blow up Silicon Valley so that he can be the only, the only creator of, uh, technology uh, technology or, or (laughs) chips or whatever (laughs) it was. It's microchips. Yes. Also during 78, uh, was Animal House, Every Which Way But Loose. Oh. Revenge of the Pink Panther. Mm. Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, Best Picture of the Year was The Deer Hunter. And uh, Best Supporting Actor was Christopher Walken in The Deer Hunter. He was fantastic in that. Um, Best Supporting Actor was John Hurt in Midnight Express. Oh, yeah. Lots and lots of good stuff happened in 1978. So... Well, that, that's the end of our show, folks. Um, hope you've enjoyed our trip down memory lane. But here's the deal. We're going to come back in a couple of weeks. And in that comeback moment, we're going to come back and uh, we're going to play music about first contact with alien species. Ooh. That sounded like a good idea, right? Okay. That, that could be a lot of fun. So first contact with alien species before we get on to our next one after that, will be, which will be 1988. Moving into the 80s. Uh, from the 70s. So you'll see the switch. You'll see the change. It'll be fun. Um, 
yeah, so that that's where we're at. Um, Grease isn't the word. The bird's the word. Shush. A papa ooh mau mau. Papa ooh mau mau. Don't you know about the bird? Everybody's talking about the bird. 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 Sorry. This is something that makes my wife very unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> so I do it as often as I can. Yes, he does. <laughs> All right. Well, here's something that will make my wife very happy. Uh, a song from our wedding. Ooh. Um, this is from Tormato from 1978. This is our closing song um, as we all head onward into the night. Aww. Bye, people. Have a great week. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Train.